I just talked to my father. He's making me quit the play at Henley Hall. <laughs> Acting is everything to me. He's planning the rest of my life for me, and I, he, he's never asked me what I want. I know what he'll say. He'll tell me that acting's a whim and I should forget it. He'll just tell me to put it out of my mind for my own good. Did a parent ever call you selfish when you chose something that, a career maybe that you had in mind for yourself, but your mom or dad didn't want you to go into? But it's a perfectly good career. Why do those words, don't be selfish, have so much firepower? Why do they fill us with confusion? You think to yourself, I don't want to be selfish, but I want to do things for myself. With me to discuss this is Mr. Peter Schwartz. Mr. Schwartz is the chairman of the board of the directors of the Ayn Rand Institute and the founding editor of the newsletter, The Intellectual Activist. He is the editor and contributing author of Return of the Primitive, The Anti-Industrial Revolution by Ayn Rand. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellen. Peter, you've called the word selfish a package deal. What's a package deal? Well, a package deal is the combining of two things that are essentially different and treating them as though they were the same uh, by means of non-essential similarities. And selfish is a, is a perfect example of this, where people have a negative evaluation of it because they regard selfishness as consisting of a uh, mindless brute who walks over other bodies to gain uh, his goals. Uh, they regard the criminals, uh, terrorists, uh, uh, people who blindly follow their uh, whims, uh, heedless of the consequences to others. These are the typical examples of selfishness in people's minds, and they then naturally conclude this is something bad. But this is a very false view of selfishness. It's a package deal because it is combining these examples, which in my view are not examples of people pursuing their self-interest. They, these, these examples are packaged with actual examples of uh, selfishness, such as the the independent individual who sustains his own life by his own effort, by his own work, does not climb over the bodies of others, is honest, is integri has integrity, is productive, uh, earns his own way, does not sacrifice his life for others, nor expect others to sacrifice theirs for him. That's the kind of person who represents what I regard as the ideal of selfishness. And if people were able to distinguish between these two and see that selfishness really refers to the, the autonomous, self-sustaining, independent individual who doesn't sacrifice others to himself, they would have a very different moral evaluation of selfishness. So you're saying a package deal is when you take two things that are dis dissimilar. For example, I think you once used the example of a surgeon and a plumber. You know, they both are people who take care of problems. Yes, they both take care of the problems. Uh, so a problem solver would be either a surgeon or a plumber. So if I have a problem with my toilet, I call in a surgeon. 
Yes, if you didn't, if you put had a package deal for those two. Now that's kind of a, a uh, an obvious example. I don't think people would make that error, but right. there are better examples which are common in 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 our everyday lives. Apart from the issue of selfishness, for example, take the idea of sacrifice. Now most people would package together the idea of a uh, uh, an individual. Uh, who, let's say, wants a certain career, is studying for it at school, and is persuaded to uh, forego his uh, studies in order to uh, change bedpans at a local hospital uh, to show how, quote, moral he is. Now, this is a person who then is making a real sacrifice. Maybe he's going to fail at school, he's going to have a severe impediment in his in the pursuit of his career or whatever, he does it because he's told that he has to sacrifice for others. Now, that's a sacrifice. People then put in the same package deal any uh, desire that you forego for any reason, such as this student who decides to apply himself and study hard and uh, not go to the movies and not go to the dance with his friends. Instead, he wants to uh, prepare for some important schoolwork or some important exam because he's planning long-range. Now, this is a person who's very selfish. This is a person who is pursuing what he regards as being beneficial to his life in the long run. He's simply sacrificing. Excuse me, that is even the wrong word. He's simply trading. He's, He's exchanging the a, sh- a short-term pleasure for a long-term value. Okay. And people package the two together, and that, that's another example of how you've got to distinguish things that are essentially different. Okay, so with selfishness, I mean with sacrifice, the problem is that a person may take genuine examples of sacrifice, such as the student who, say, is a medical student and needs every, uh, every moment of his time to study the body, the anatomy or the nervous system, and instead he's out there changing bedpans, as you said. Yeah. And he's sacrificing because he's not educating himself on the essentials of his career which would be the nervous system or anatomy he's you know anyone can change a bedpan and you're saying that what happens is people lump that together with genuine examples of self-valuing i'm going to study for my medical exam test tomorrow in anatomy and not go to the movies tonight that's not a sacrifice i'm choosing my better value my higher value which is my career over the short-term movie yes you've got to identify the the essential characteristic of, of various ideas or concepts and the essential of sacrifice is giving up a uh, greater value for the sake of a lesser value. The student who gives up his studies in order to change bedpans is not doing that because he benefits from spending his time changing bedpans. He's doing it because he thinks it's morally right to sacrifice. Whereas the student who applies himself for long-range goals is saying, I choose to go after 
the value that's more important to me, that's more beneficial to my life, my long-term career, and give up a short-term pleasure in exchange. I want to review uh, selfishness again. So it's critical for your own happiness so that you don't fall into this confused mess, that you're able to say self-valuing, self-interest, valuing my long-range goals, my productive goals, my friends, my hobbies, my career is good. And yes. that's different from the bully, the, the schoolyard bully, the terrorist, the criminal, the, the uh, corrupt politician. Yes, the, the irony is that those people really have no self. Those people have given up their selves. The, the, the bully or, or the dishonest person does not really value himself. He goes after ways of manipulating other people in order to sustain his life. And that's, in the long term, very self-defeating. Peter, where could a person find out more information on this? Where could they do more reading? Well, I think they, sh they should certainly read uh, Ayn Rand's books, uh, particularly her novel, Atlas Shrugged, and her nonfiction work, uh, The Virtue of Selfishness. Those would be two good places to start. And you have a bookstore. What did, can you give the number? Yes, there's, the, there's a bookstore. It's, the website? It's, it's AynRandBookstore.com. A-Y-N-R-A-N-D Bookstore.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Peter Schwartz, and hope you'll come back again sometime. Okay, Ellen, thank you for inviting me. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and be back with you next week on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. As your relationship develops, notice whether it becomes more positive, more negative, or stays the same. With a great partner, love gradually grows in depth and intensity, and there'll be no contradictory evidence showing that it's not a good match. Your love trajectory, the course your relationship takes, should move in a positive direction. But if, in contrast, the trajectory moves downward, it means you and your partner are discovering more and more things that you don't like about one another. Such relationships are doomed, barring some major turnaround. If the trajectory stays flat, this is also a red flag. Usually this happens because there is no real passion and partners are staying together out of inertia or convenience. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.